This is Everybody's Talking with Layla. Hey, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Everybody's Talking with Layla. If you are new to this podcast, make sure you subscribe. I'm on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for Everybody's Talking with Layla. This is a podcast where I dive into all the stories you your family, your friends, your coworkers are talking about all over social media, at the grocery store, the 7-Eleven, and the McDonald's. We're diving into the top talkers. And one of the big ones this week, the update in the case of Empire actor Jesse Smollett. Here we go. Here's the headline. City of Chicago Law Department has billed Jesse Smollett for the investigation to what they said was a false police report. The letter starts off with this. Reason. Repayment for investigation cost for false police report. Amount $130,106.15. They didn't even round it up or down. They want the 15 cents to the cent. $130,106.15. This is for overtime pay. Basically, the city says, listen, we have more than two dozen officers working on this case, all these overtime hours for a case that you, they say, Jesse Smollett orchestrated yourself. And so this is a substantial amount of overtime. They investigated for weeks. The city wants the money immediately. They said, Mr. Smollett, you can give us this money via money order or certified uh, cashier's check within seven days. So what happens if he doesn't pay the money? Well, they said they can, you know, flex their muscles and, and, you know, use a city um, code that will allow them to uh, prosecute him for making a false statement. The fine for that is between $500 and $1,000, and it also includes three times the amount of damages. Bottom line, they want their money. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel says, when Jesse writes this check, he should put in the memo line, I'm accountable for the hoax. Mm. And President Trump weighing in on Twitter saying the FBI and Department of Justice will review the Jesse Smollett case. So here's why the president is saying that if you haven't been following the uh, about face that happened on Tuesday, long story short, prosecutors in Cook County dropped all charges against actor Jesse Smollett. He was facing 16 felony counts of disorderly conduct in reference to what they said was him staging his own attack against himself and then filing a false police report. Uh, No one saw this move coming on Tuesday. I don't even think Jesse Smollett's camp saw it coming. They went to court for a brief hearing, and next thing you know, all charges are dropped. Uh, He was accused of orchestrating this attack, which happened back on January 29th. Now, if you have been under a rock, away from all TV, cell phone, social media, newspaper, and friends and family, you don't know what I'm talking about. But the rest of the country, I think, and folks around the world know the story. Let's say it together. January 29th in Chicago, Jesse Smollett said he was leaving what? A subway restaurant at two o'clock in the morning. When what happened? Two men wearing masks approached him, attacked him, put a noose around his neck, threw a bleach-like substance on him, and said, this is MAGA country. Now, if you don't know what that reference is, that's our current president's slogan for make America great again. So um, police then got involved and said, hey, we're going to look at all the surveillance cameras all around the city cameras, and we don't see anybody. We've looked at hours of a video. We don't see an attack. We don't see the attack at all. But we see two men around the time you said you were attacked walking down the street. Let's figure out who these guys are. Police meet these guys at the airport returning from Nigeria at Chicago O'Hare International Airport. And interview these two guys, found out they're brothers of Nigerian descent, one who worked on Empire with Jesse Smollett. 
the show that he's on on Fox Empire. Well, long story short, I'm about to give you the Layla Cliffs notes. The two guys end up telling police Jesse paid us $3,500 to pull off this attack because, you know, he was wanted more money on the show. Okay. Police end up charging Jesse with the 16 counts, felony counts. Uh, and that was on February 21st. He turned himself in to face the felony charges of disorderly conduct. Police superintendent Eddie Johnson then had that big news conference. Remember, he was really upset and, and, and mad at Jesse and emotional for wasting all this money and time for a fake stage attack, he said. And he said Jesse did it because he wasn't happy with his salary on the show. Police also say Jesse did pay those two brothers $3,500 to carry out the attack. Jesse goes, no, no, no. I paid them the money to train me. Have you seen these guys? They're all buff and stuff. I paid them for personal training and a meal plan. Something like that. The guys, by the way, who were part of this attack, they are not facing charges. So let's head fast forward now to Tuesday, March 26th, the whole about face that I'm talking about when all charges were dropped from the prosecutor's office. First assistant state's attorney, Joseph Maggot says he still believes Jesse Smollett lied about the attack, though. He's like, just because we dropped these charges doesn't mean that he's innocent. We're just dropping the charges. Now, Jesse's record is wiped clean and court records are sealed. People got questions, and I think you do too. There's still some questions remaining, like why all of a sudden are the charges dropped? Was there some sort of deal reach between Jesse Smollett and the DA's office? What we do know is that Smollett forfeited his $10,000 bond and is performing community service. The other question might be, was there not enough evidence? Well, in terms of the evidence, uh, before the, the documents were sealed, there were some things we learned about evidence, but not things that we didn't already know, like the $3,500 check. There was also a, a red baseball cap and then the bottle of hot sauce found at the scene. And apparently one of the brothers involved in the attack says, yeah, it appears to be the same bottle that I feel with the bleach that I poured on Jesse during the attack. This sounds like a bad episode of a Lifetime movie. And y'all know I think most of them Lifetime movies are terrible. This would be a good Lifetime movie, wouldn't it? It just sounds like a Lifetime movie. Sounds a mess. Meanwhile, the FBI is still involved. Here's why. Do you remember the letter that was sent Two weeks before Jesse was attacked, there was a letter sent to the uh, Empire, the show Empire, the Fox Studios, where it's filmed in Chicago. And it was a threatening letter, like one of those letters where somebody cuts out little pieces of a magazine and puts a threat and glues it onto like a piece of, um, I don't know, computer paper, like you see on TV and the movies. He got that letter. So the FBI is still trying to figure out, or maybe they know they haven't said yet, but trying to figure out who sent that letter. So we're still waiting for that piece of information. Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel also says uh, dropping the charges is a whitewash of justice. You may have heard this other name, too, involved in the case, Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. So she recused herself, but her name surfaced along with Michelle Obama and and then an, an aide to the former first lady. Like, did they get Jussie Smollett off? So Kim Fox finally spoke out on Wednesday about the decision to drop the charges against Uh, Jesse Smollett. She says this is a form of alternative prosecution and it's based on the nature of the crime and Jesse's background. Let me break this down for you. She said community service and restitution are a way of holding him accountable. So what she's saying is we still believe that he did this. He lied and orchestrated this attack, but we're holding him accountable through community service and restitution. She said his charges were a step up from a misdemeanor 
He wasn't going to get any prison time for those 16 accounts he was facing. He doesn't have a violent criminal past. So she felt like this was a good, a good, you know, measure to take in terms of him having to pay restitution and community service. Although she wasn't involved in the decision. She said she recused herself from the case back in February to avoid what appeared to be a conflict of interest. This is why she intervened on behalf of a former aide to former First Lady Michelle Obama, who's a friend of the Smollett family. Are you following? The family wanted to talk with Kim about um, how Jesse's case was playing out in the public's eye. She said she stepped down from the case. She recused herself when Jesse Smollett went from victim to potential suspect. Then she was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta let this go. But she said to the Chicago Tribune, She had nothing to do with the decision to drop the case, but she stands by her deputy attorney's decision. There you have it. Uh, Jesse, by the way, the question is, will he or won't he appear this weekend in Los Angeles at the 2019 NAACP Image Awards? He is nominated again, his fourth time being nominated for his role on the show Empire as Jamal Lyon uh, for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. He did win in 2017. He's also won some awards um, associated with his music on the show. But will he appear? Will he win? If he wins, what's he going to say? I feel like he's going to show up. I don't know why I feel that way. I don't have any sources telling me that. I just kind of feel like he might be there. So stay tuned. Bottom line, this story is not going away anytime soon. And every time we talk about it, this is another layer. And I tried to avoid talking about it for so long because I was confused. I still am. That's why I need a Lifetime movie to break this down. I am still confused about what the heck happened in January. I got so many questions and I guess the people who only really know what happened besides the good Lord is Jesse and the two guys, the brothers, Nigerian brothers who were supposed to be training him. He said, instead of attacking him to be continued, let's talk about what's happening at the NFL uh, with one of the coaches and, and his method of making his players happy or helping them curb their um, desire to be on their cell phones all day. NFL coach allows social media breaks. Say what? Arizona Cardinals first-year coach Cliff Kingsbury giving his players a cell phone break during team meetings. I feel like I'm in school and we're having to line up to go get a water break at the water fountain or go to the bathroom. He wants to help his players focus more. That's the reason behind this. Okay, people have a lot to say because these team meetings are all based on the coach, you know, how long they want the meetings to last. But they can be about two hours, right? If you can't focus at a meeting for two hours without your phone, you might want to reassess what you're doing for a living. Maybe. The coach says they're itching (laughs) to use their phones. So we're giving breaks every 20 to 30 minutes. He's noticed hand twitching, leg shaking, when players need their social media fix, I said, you better call the team doctor. This sounds like something going around in the, in the locker room. You might need to disinfect the locker room. If you got twitching and itching and, and jerking and shaking, this sounds problematic. <laughs> uh, basically, this coach has tried this method before when he was coaching at Texas Tech and said it does help the players focus. So folks who support this say, listen, it's two hours. If you get a break at work, If you want to use that for the restroom, get some water or your cell phone, you should be allowed. Others say if you can't sit still for two hours without your cell phone for social media purposes, then that's a problem. That's where I stand on this. I had a coworker once, side note. (laughs) You know, people get breaks for all kinds of reasons on the job in some workplaces. 
She said, girl, my next job, I'm taking a bunch of pictures and putting them on my desk of random people, random kids, pets, a fake husband. I, mean, I like I got all this stuff going on at home so I can get some extra, extra time to go home and walk the dog. I've seen people leave to go walk the dog. Got to go see my kid at, at noon perform and come back to work. So listen, <laughs> this coach is saying my players need a few minutes to check their cell phones. It's our business. I don't know. I don't think that's necessary. I think you're, you're feeding the problem, sir. Just my opinion. And the final story, if you haven't heard this story, this was a feel good. And then it makes you feel bad because this guy was trying to do something really nice as a good Samaritan and it backfired. Now he's sitting at home without pay for three weeks. Utility worker suspended after he rescued a cat. (laughs) It's not funny. What's funny is the cat's name. So here's the story. In Philadelphia, there's this cat named Princess Mama. And she's stuck on top of a telephone pole. And the neighbors are like, Princess Mama, come down. Please, here, kitty, kitty. Come on, Princess Mama. I don't know if they said it like that, but in my mind, they did. They got the little cat food out and all the things to bring Princess Mama down, but she wasn't budging. They said she was up there 12 hours. So insert nice Verizon worker, Maurice German. He's in the neighborhood. He hears them yelling for Princess Mama. They said, please, sir, you have a bucket truck. Help us. So he gets his little bucket and he goes up and he reaches Princess Mama on top of the, the, the phone pole and brings her down. The neighbor's are like, yay, Maurice German, you're a hero. And he goes back to work and it's another story. They sent Maurice home for three weeks without pay. <laughs> It's not funny, but they said he did put himself in danger. So here's the statement from Verizon. Let me know if you agree or you think it was too harsh. I feel like he was, he he couldn't win either way, right? If he left Princess Mama up there, the neighbors would say, that's rude. He had a bucket truck. Why didn't you get Princess Mama? You notice I'm trying to say her name as much as possible. And then if he, if he did go up and get Princess Mama like he did, then now he's at home because he got in trouble at work. But Verizon re- released a statement saying, for safety reasons, our trucks and related equipment are not intended to be used in an area in which he was operating, specifically around electrical wires. While our actions may not be popular, mm-hmm, he potentially put his life and those around him in jeopardy. Uh, a neighbor who captured this all on video because, you know, folks record everything on their cell phones. She posted it to social media, started a GoFundMe. People raised over $3,400 for Mr. Maurice German. And apparently his coworkers had another GoFundMe and raised another 7000 So he's sitting at home. You know what Verizon did, though? <laughs> In their statement, Verizon says, we're making a donation to the Pennsylvania SPCA to show the company does support animal rescue. Just not Maurice doing it on the clock in our bucket truck. Good luck, Maurice German. You try to do the right thing. And that's all for this week's episode of Everybody's Talking with Layla. Remember, this is a podcast. So if you're watching on Facebook, you see the video, that's cool. That's great. I love the support. But go ahead and subscribe. Get into podcasts. There's so many good podcasts out there. But it's Everybody's Talking with Layla, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in the title of the show. Subscribe, like it, share it, tell folks about it. If there's a topic you want me to cover, drop me a note and let me know as well. And make sure you follow me on social media. That is Layla Muhammad TV on Instagram and Facebook. And then also you can follow me on Twitter at Layla Muhammad. I love you guys and thank you guys so much for for your support on the show. And keep listening. And I will talk to you again next week.